0: Anna Grace Barlow, thank you so much for joining us here at Faith in Media. Uh, this is our podcast for Christians in Media. It's just so wonderful to have you with us today talking about this long-awaited film, uh, Jesus Revolution. Tell us a little bit about yourself. we just love to hear a little bit about you. And how did you get involved with this project in the first place?
1: Well, um, I'm Anna Grace. I have been an actress for as long as I can remember now, but I've been living in LA for 10 years and I was working on a TV show on Fox when this audition came in. And I think it actually came in early pandemic, maybe April 2020, like a month after the craziness started. And I, it was for a different role. It was for Kelsey Grammer's daughter role, who's played by my friend, Allie Ioannidis. Um, And I wanted it so bad. I loved the script so much. Mm-hmm. And I just was really hoping it would come back around. And more than hoping I was just begging my team to please keep checking in. And I wound up going to do this other project, this TV show. And it when it came back into my inbox, it was a different character. It was Kathy. And I was just so excited. And I will say it's one of those movies where the script was unbelievable. And it translates to the screen just as beautifully as it read which I don't think happens every time. And it was really, really exciting and such an honor to get to be a part of it.
0: It sounds like a huge connection. And and I wonder, do you feel that that happens regularly? I know you've got a wide range of experience with TV, with film now, and it sounds like the way that you're describing this connection with this script was, was kind of special. Is that regularly what happens? How did this kind of experience stick out for you in comparison to some of your other kind of experiences with work and TV?
1: You know, you hear people say, like, I read it and I knew that it was going to be mine and all this. And I've always felt like the right things will come to me at the right time. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely felt that before, but I've also been told no a lot. You know, I felt really connected to things before. But this was, I remember specifically, I had a uh, chemistry read with Joel, who plays Greg um, on Zoom, and that was sort of the last step. And I knew it was the last step. And I think maybe before when things were in person, I used to think if I can go last, that would be the best so that I'm the last thing they remember. But for some reason, I woke up that morning and I was like, I'm going to get into this Zoom waiting room 30 minutes early. I want to be the first person in there. And I just that's what I got to go first. And I just had a feeling I was like, I think that if I could like read first, that it would convince them that it should be me. I don't know why I had that thought. But that was like a, it's a feeling kind of where you're like, yeah. I don't know. Um, but it was really, I did have a feeling about it, but I do also have feelings about things just being honest all the time where they're like, no, it's, it wasn't you. And I'm like, oh, but I really felt that one. Um, but this one was definitely so special.
0: But it's great to hear just like how you process and engage with the work that comes your way. And, and I love I imagine it sounds like you said, you have a connection with all of the work that you do. So there is gotta be something kind of important for you to connect with it. And that's really lovely to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Now this film really talks about, and I think appeals to an idea that there's a generation that encounters a deep searching and a need for change. Do you feel this kind of resonates with what's happening in
1: this generation, your generation? Yes, absolutely. I'm a little bit older than than Kathy and Gregor in the movie, um, but I have siblings. I have little sisters who are right around the age, and I I see it with their generation for sure. And there is a lot of searching and a lot of trying to figure out who you are. But I think every person goes through that. I think that um, this movie and what was so beautiful about it was with Kathy's journey specifically is that the near death experience of her sister is what really causes her to reckon with this faith and this, what are we all doing here? And I think that that's a lot of the time what happens for people and how they come to faith is through those tragedies and those experiences. Um, So I definitely felt that was really interesting and an honor to get to tell that story. Um, And so hopefully people can see the, you know, purpose it brought Kathy and the purpose it brought Greg and that, people can come to to faith before anything terrible happens and that your life is better for it. I think you're so right. If we were just
0: to reflect, there are just some kind of universal moments that happen in everybody's life at some point where I think you're kind of forced to take stock of there are things that are so out of my control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like what you described, the, the situation with Kathy and her sister. For others, it might be something else that's equally as profound, but there is these moments and I really love that you described that this film continues to champion, like, are you ready for your moment, actually? This is an example of when this happened in history. And and I know that that will deeply kind of speak to people on some level. What are some of the other messages that you feel kind of are kind of key that come through this film?
1: You know, I, I know Jonathan, I did a lot of interviews with Jonathan, and so I soaked up so much of what he says because when he talks, it's like, it's like a sermon, um, but my favorite <laughs> ones that he have said, has said are um, unity, love, mm-hmm. acceptance without judgment. Those are really the core values of the film, yeah. themes of the film, and I think it's just a message that everyone needs to hear, especially right now when we're so divided, the whole world so divided, so I, I just think that that message is really beautiful and could, could create some bridges with people who are not feeling inspired to accept people outside of their comfort level right now you know again another I think age-old
0: issue just human nature right where we seem to tend to struggle with difference or things that are not comfortable to me or, or the next person it's just such a common factor and to see that this film engages with those issues again is really, really encouraging. And like you said, I really hope that it will touch and reach people in a place that they can recognize this is something that, you know, isn't so far off. Did your involvement within this film kind of impact you personally in any way in terms of maybe your own faith, uh, craft, and even maybe your outlook in life? It seems to be the kind of film that's one of those, you know, historical, this is one for the books that you remember for a long time. Uh, We're so excited about its release here in the UK, uh, close to the end of this month. So Every time we've had conversations about it, we've had a chance to speak to John about it too. It feels like that kind of you know watershed moment type of film. Did it impact you in any particular way personally?
1: Oh yes, the multiple levels, like the the levels you mentioned. I'll start with the craft one. I mean, I think that as an actor, it is rare to get to play a real person, just period, and to be able to play a real person that is still here and that is accessible to you while you're working on the film it's i know how rare that was and i don't know that i'll ever get to do that again and to be in the middle of a scene and kathy is standing right there and i can walk up to her and say what were you thinking when this happened and she can tell me her whole stream of consciousness like that's really really invaluable to have on a set and i think that that is why it i think it came across so beautifully um, and it, why it feels so special is because it was so tangible to us. I think we got to really create the world around us in a real way because we had them there as, you know, like I, the background, like we knew everything. Um, so that for me as an actor was really, really special. And it was definitely my my biggest role in a film I've ever had. Um, so that was just a really fun challenge. <clears throat> and to get to play somebody at – that has this arc um, was really special and it was so creative for me and for Joel. I know John Irwin, we got to rehearse this. You don't always get to rehearse films. And so we got to rehearse a little bit and really find it. And he really let us kind of create and be collaborative with him, um, which was amazing. And on a personal level, it definitely strengthened my, my, my connection to my faith, which I grew up Christian. And I think for me, it had been very private my whole life, my my faith. Um, and this made me realize that doing projects like this that have this kind of message that I really want to spread, it's important for me to do them and to not be afraid to do them um, because I think it's important. And, and it's a message I'm really proud of. And it's a movie I'm really proud of. And I say, like, it's nice to feel like I did something that I'm proud of that I'm okay with my grandparents seeing, that I'm okay with my kids seeing one day, you know, it's the wholesome sort of uh, media is not really as popular, especially with actors my age. So it's, I'm really glad to have done it and to be so proud of it and to want more projects like that.
0: I think that is so incredibly encouraging. Once again, I think, especially for anyone that comes across this conversation later on, who might be up and coming within media or within acting or within the creative space to see and hear someone like yourself of this young generation speaking about how, you know, it it can, our faith can look like it, in kind of a framework of excellence and it can look like this on a very main stage and we can be comfortable with it and be proud of, of what we stand for. It doesn't have to be as I, I privacy is good but it doesn't have to be hidden which I think is a different thing between privacy and being hidden and it's really encouraging to hear that from yourself and and I imagine it's going to inspire a lot of people as they kind of hear this film or see this film and hear these interviews as well and so I, I've got to say it's just been incredible watching the journey of Jesus Revolution so far it's had so much success in the launches in different countries already um, and we're just as I said before really excited about its launch here uh, like what do you think, as a faith film, what do you think has created or contributed to just how successful it's been? It's not often that you hear faith films kind of within this positive you know, trajectory of like, it's actually like doing some serious ground.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's been very surprising. I will say I did not expect this at all. And when, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but when my mom wanted to buy a ticket after the premiere... She uh, was like, oh, I'll go see it on the night it comes out. And then my my big sister was sitting with us and she was looking at movie times and she was like, mom, I think, it's, I think it's sold out. Like at our home theaters, it was just totally packed for weeks every day. I just was not expecting that at all. So that has been such like a nice surprise. What I think makes it so different is that it's a good film. It's a great story. It's historical. Yeah. The production value is so beautiful. Everybody did such an amazing job. The clothes are great. The music is amazing. It's just the kind of movie that you watch and you're like, that's just a really great movie. So I think beyond it being a faith-based film, because people who want to see faith-based films are going to go see it. People who are interested in a really great movie, that's where you have the chance to kind of spread this this message and to... You know get people into those seats and to get them listening is really really what the the great film part about this movie is what is so exciting because it can get people into the movie is to hear it
0: it's it's very exciting hearing the impact that it's already having and and i we're trusting the same here when it lands in the uk and, and you mentioned that you you play kathy laurie she's a notable figure within the christian world she's a worship leader what was it like playing her character? You mentioned how amazing it was to actually have her there kind of present as a go-to in the process of how you were kind of developing her character
1: for a screen. But what what was that like for you? What was that experience like? She's amazing. She's just the kindest, most supportive person. I think I had a lot of, of course, There's there's amazing things about playing a real person and having them there. There was pressure too. I wanted her to be happy with it. I wanted to do right by her. I I kept asking her, like, did you like that? Are you are you happy with that? You know, and she was like, Yes, oh my goodness, yes. She was so supportive from day one. And I think she really loved the movie. And I think the 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 best part about talking to her before was just she's so open with the beginning of their relationship. And it's not rainbows and butterflies. They, you know, they had to choose each other and they had a really interesting start to their love story. And they're still, you know, it's over 50 years now. It's it's a really incredible story to get to tell the very beginning of is really special. And, you know, she was just so open with me, like, oh, I asked her what their songs were, what songs they liked. And she just was like, let me send you a text and send me like this long, like, I just made a playlist. I made a Kathy playlist. And um, she was just so open and so supportive and encouraging and just as great as she seems, honestly. Right. That's absolutely
0: amazing. I, I think many actors would dream of having an experience like that with some that they're playing. I definitely felt the the depth. of that when you mentioned the pressure that that must have felt. When you know that you want to do justice to this person, their legacy, what they're leaving behind. Yeah. I, I'm impressed that you were able to keep very level-headed and focused during that moment. So, kudos to you on that one.
1: well she made it easy she made it easy she was so so nice and supportive and made it you know very comfortable I love that
0: that is incredible
1: so we're kind of wrapping up here I I don't want to take too
0: much of your time but how would you hope as we kind of go to a, a come to a close to the end of this interview how would you hope that this film is going to touch its audiences particularly here in the UK I imagine the US has its own culture their own kind of engagement with this very very historical moment within their history, but how would you hope that it touches the audiences here?
1: You know, I think in the same way, I hope that it touches audiences there in the same way that it touched the audiences here who had no idea that this happened in our history. Um, I hope that people are uplifted by it. I hope that they feel, you know, uh, inspired to go out and connect with people and, tell people about it and bring people to see it. I think that was something I saw here that was so special and interesting was people were seeing it, they were inspired and they were bringing people to go see it with them. And it became sort of um, a a community of people that were going to see the movie and were worshiping at the movies and were connecting with each other. And I think that that being such a big theme of the movie, I just really hope that that's what everybody gets out of it across the world that gets to see it. But I'm really excited. Obviously, like I said, I had no idea it was gonna be such a thing here. so I have I have no expectations. I just hope people like it if they if they go see it and I hope that they're uplifted and um, inspired by it.
0: Good afternoon, John. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. Uh, this is Faith in Media's podcast, and we represent Christians in media. It's just so wonderful to meet you. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. I, you know, what I love is uh, just to see how far around the world um, films can go. You know, and and uh, whenever it's cold or um, I think I originally heard it from Peter Jackson on some bonus feature of, of Lord of the Rings, but this this statement. Uh, pain is temporary film is forever, you know, and, and, uh, you know, these, it, it, it's so cool to, to make something that can really endure and last and, and then be seen by people and the fact that to entertain it all is a privilege, uh, but to, to tell stories that can be life-changing is just incredible. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's great. I'm doing well. I'm in LA today and it's, uh, it's cloudy. Like it's been cloudy in LA for like six months. I don't know.
0: You mentioned the film and it, the film, Jesus revolution, it's, it's coming out here in the UK at the end of the month, it's already creating so many waves for wherever it's, it's been having launches already. What was it about this story that kind of made you want to produce it? What attracted the story to you?
2: Well, uh, great question. You know, we love true stories. We just, um, we love telling true stories and, uh, you know, say a filmmaker finds their story and tells it over and over again and and mm-hmm. and also we love to tell stories that that um that we believe in and you know i'm I'm a Christian and uh and I believe that there's great hope offered um uh through through Christianity so really it's about it's about finding a story that moves us first and um and becomes something like you can't it's a splinter in your mind that like you can't stop mm-hmm. thinking about and this is the longest I've ever worked on a film. And it was actually in 2015. Uh, I bought while doing research for another movie, I bought this time magazine cover article um, that read Jesus revolution. And I was like, I had no idea this even happened. It, you know, Why is Jesus the psychedelic portrait of Jesus on the cover of time? Five years prior, there was a time magazine cover that was, uh, that was very bleak. Uh, it was the first cover of time with no picture. And yeah. it just, Black background, red text, and it just said, "Is God dead?" Five years later, here's Jesus on the cover of Time, and I'm like, "What in the world happened?" And so I bought the article on eBay, and because uh, it's the only way you could read it at the time, and um, and I read it, and I was just blown away by this spiritual awakening mm. that was sweeping America uh, in a lot of places that that at the time they would say that you know people that couldn't come to church, like hippies, and you know. And it was just happening in the most unlikely ways, and in the most unlikely places. And it really was this surge of hope. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I really want to make a movie. So as we're, as we're making these other movies, um, uh I I kept trying to get Jesus Revolution made. That was just the one I wanted to get made. Like uh, so, we made, you know, I still believe, and we made this movie American Underdog, and and uh, just again, just trying to get Jesus Revolution made. So it's so cool to see it finally come to the screen at such a perfect time and um and we worked on it for a very long time and just last week in america at um pirate's cove where a a lot of the iconic photographs in that magazine were taken these mass baptisms and also where we filmed the movie uh they had five thousand people baptized in one day uh at that very location uh to celebrate um the the anniversary of the jesus movement and so um you know, I wanted to make an entertaining film and a film that would make you laugh and cry and and uh, something that you really enjoy, a lot of humor in it, um, but something that would really make you think afterwards, you know, how can this happen in my life and in my time and in, mm. our, in our cities? And and, uh, and so it's cool to see people take action on the movie when they see it.
0: That That's incredible. And, and what a response that you've seen and been able to engage with already Um, I think we came across um, one article that was describing a journalist from Variety and apparently he gave the film a a positive review saying that the film is polished and persuasive without getting too preachy. I think that's a really tough balance to get. How did you manage to do that? Was that even the aim from the outset? You
2: you know, I think I feel that um, the the virtues on which Christianity rests are universally appealing and needed and unifying when they're presented well. And, you know, this is a film about someone throwing their doors open to a group of people that they don't understand, that society would say that they couldn't interact with. And um, it's a story about finding, finding hope at a very similar time. And so I think first and foremost, what I want to do is entertain and... Um, that's my job first and foremost. And, and the idea that anyone would come to a theater and watch our movies and groups of people, you know, I want to hold that sacred and and really do everything in my power to 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 do what I love to do when I go to the movies. You know, we go to the movies all the time. Um, and as a family, um, my wife and I go, I, you know, and I want to have a, a, a satisfying emotional experience and be, tra- you know, just be transported and entertained. Mm-hmm. So I want to do that first and foremost, and I want to, I want to create an experience that you'll love, but then I think in doing that, you can have opportunities to do so much more if you tell the right story, and I think things feel less, um, maybe contrived when they're, when they're true stories, and when they're done well, and the, the beauty of this is this really happened, I was talking to a Forbes reporter um, he's a Jewish guy. And he said, you know, every rabbi in America needs to see your movie. It's, it's a different context, but re- religious context, but we're having the same problem. Like, how do we cross this generational divide? How do we connect? How do we, how do we connect with our kids? How do we connect with it? How do we give these things that we hold so sacred and believe in to this generation? And we feel like we're failing just like Kelsey Grammer did in the movie. And so I think it's got universal themes. Um, even though it's set within the world of, of a church and of Christianity, and I think it's a film that that everybody can enjoy. Um, however, I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that that uh, I've just come to deeply believe that another Jesus revolution would be a good thing for for America for the rest of the world, and uh, and and I hope that it start, this movie starts that conversation.
0: I think that's that's so true. I love how you describe that, and it's interesting if we were to reflect historically the issues that you said that are universal, there also seem to be like the same issue from one generation to another. How do we bridge the divide between those that might appear kind of on the outskirts um, and bridging that to a place of welcoming and acceptance within what Christ had to offer? Yeah. So like you're saying, let's hope that this film and and we fully are supporting it in terms of wanting to see that it's going to stir up another kind of desire to see that that's possible, um, especially when we see a lot of, I think, divisiveness um, even in our day, just within society at large, oh. let alone within the Christian community. Right.
2: That's one of the things that I found interesting when I read the article, the time magazine article is we are in such a similar time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the late sixties was such a divided time. There was a social revolution and, uh, but what it really, when you really dig, and this is yeah. there's a line of dialogue in the film that, that Jonathan Rimming, who plays Jesus in the chosen, uh, the TV show, and also, um, uh, uh, plays Lonnie Frisbee in this film's amazing, amazing job. But he mm-hmm. just said they're looking for God. Like there's this quest for God, and um, Wall Street Journal just wrote an article. And there's a couple studies. There's this sudden, measurable increase mm-hmm. in spiritual curiosity, um, in America and across the world. And I just think that we really are in a moment where you know we've all been through this thing together. This this the last three years of, of dealing with a pandemic. And I think we're all asking, you know, what's the meaning of life and what's the purpose of life and where, where is hope. And, uh, and so I think there's something to, to really, there's a conversation that can happen here. And it's just a very similar time. And,
1: Mm -hmm. and I think
2: that what I love about the story is it's two groups of people that everyone said could never be in the same room together, joining in a movement together. And we, we could learn a lot from that.
0: Absolutely, and I'm so excited to see that displayed when the film comes out here in the UK. And, and it's, it, I think it has to be said, and, and I think praise, were praises too, due, that the production values are have been so considerably positive and successful in these first launches into the millions, which is something that I think is inspiring for anybody that's in the creative space within the entertainment, and specifically because you're coming from a Christian background, and unashamedly so. Is there something you can encourage others who would look at your example, look at what you've been able to do with such high excellence and standard uh, and to see the reception that it gets and where it sits within the world, very publicly and very embraced, I think. How would you encourage others that are kind of up and coming into that space?
2: Well, um, you know, what did Ryan Reynolds say? Uh, you can never do something well till you, have, till you have the courage to do it badly for a little while, you know? <laughs> uh i would say that you have to start somewhere mm-hmm. uh, we have the great great gift that we i started in music videos um and even mm-hmm. sports television before that and so you know a, a lot of times um christians are so adamant about getting in the game of entertainment that they forget that uh, uh even the bible's full of, of of long seasons of preparation for short seasons of influence and So really find a way to hone your craft and, uh, and learn and learn every day. And just, um, you know, I, I think film is a discipline and a craft and, um, and something to be, um, honed over time and just get a little better uh, at what you do, uh, every day and then serve the audience. It's really, it's not about us. We say it's about the people sitting in the seats and the experience they're having with the film and getting that right. And, uh, and, and serving an audience you know with without without uh, in an unapologetic way uh right. and so what we found is that when the faith audience when the christian audience champions something it creates this incredible zeitgeist phenomena um you know called fomo which is the fear of missing out and then millions and millions of people come to the movie that would never otherwise have seen the movie and then it goes around the world so it really is about entertaining an audience and just getting better and better and better at what you do and and we have the um uh, and seeing it as a journey you know see, seeing yeah. seeing the idea of constant incremental improvement as a journey and so you know i go back and watch our prior films and there or even my old music videos and the other there's some good things they're full of mistakes and but there was a process of just getting better and better at what at what uh at what you do um and the cool thing is as the audience has embraced these films and when you have a film like this the mm-hmm. in America before John Wick came out be the highest grossing film for the studio Lionsgate uh, since 2019 um and do over 50 million dollars in the box office wow. and, and it, you know which makes it wildly profitable we're able to do more and so Ooh. uh your your movie ticket really is um uh your vote and uh and and the more that we can um the more that we can support these films, the more of these films can be made. and the more that we can make them uh, uh, better and better and make them uh, bigger and bigger so that they can be seen by more and more people. And so the audience has really had um uh, a huge part in getting a film like Jesus Revolution at this budget made, you know, which is yeah. sort of a miracle. and uh, and so, but it, but it's a journey. it's a twenty. I remember my 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 father bought me a camera with money he did not have when I was sixteen years old. And he's, and he told Andy and I, he's always been our biggest fan to dream bold, dream big, dream the impossible. Mm-hmm. And then he said, uh, and then he said, give 20 years of your life to this. And that's how long it took. Um, and so sometimes we, we vastly overestimate what we can do in the short term. Yes. We vastly underestimate what we can do over the course of time with just a few, a few habits and, um, and, 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 and a mindset of improvement. So. It's not an overnight thing, but but we are in a moment where God's doing a great work. In Hollywood, there's a there's a mini revolution on behalf of Christianity, and there's a lot of people that want to unify their skill yeah. with their values, and uh, and it's it's fun to be a part of it.
0: I mean, there are such uh, gems of wisdom there that you shared, especially, I think, in a young generation of up-and-comers uh, that seem to have a very different kind of uh, tempo with life. Uh, their access to things is so much faster. Um, you know, that kind of instantaneous kind of rush sensationalism is kind of norm uh, in current society. So you kind of emphasizing the value of time and processes is really special to hear. Our last question to you today, John, it's been such a pleasure to have you here with Faith yeah. in Media, Christians in Media. What encouragement could you give to our UK Christians who are occupying the spaces in media and the community there? Well, I love
2: where Paul says of David in Acts, the book of Acts, that he served the purposes of God in his generation. And Mm -hmm. I love that concept that, you know, Christianity and the gospel represents this hope that the world needs and a sense of meaning and purpose to life that the world needs. And it's fun to embrace the concept of owning your time like that, that never changes. Um, And then there's your generation that's constantly changing. Yeah. And it's sitting in between those things, and saying, "I want to own my time," and uh, and you know it's time to get after it. You know, and and, and uh, mass entertainment is one of these wonderfully powerful mediums of telling a story um, that we should be involved in. And and you know historically, um, you, know, um, you know America's is. You, I think what I say, you know, you go to you go to Europe. <clears throat> a hundred miles is a long way and in America. A hundred years is a long time, you know, and, and, uh, there's such r- rich history in Europe you take sort of the art tours, you know, you realize that Christianity, um, was at the, was at the, the forefront of, of art. Um, and, and we're at this point in time where, where we've gotten behind and, and we we've lost our voice a bit. And I think it's time that, that we reclaim it by doing, um, by doing things that are, that are entertaining, that are, that are, that are valuable for their own sake and then infusing them with the truth, the gospel and with the hope that, that, that we hold as Christians. And I would just say the time is now, there's never been more opportunity. Um, and if, if, if that calling is on your life, <clears throat> get in the game
1: yeah.
2: and, uh, and, and, and be, be, be willing and prepared to, to lead in the arena a little bit and over a long course of time to learn. But, but, uh, but it really is something that we should get involved in, and, and and our hope is that this is the beginning of something, and there there can be a new uh, sort of renaissance of faith infused in the arts, um, uh, and and we can be a and we can be a small part of seeing that um, emerge. But uh, but my hope my hope is that this becomes a global movement very quickly, where just Christian artists all over the world can begin to express their art. Uh, and infuse it with their with their faith and 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 their values. A while ago, I was asked the question ten full uh, thirteen years ago now. When I was a music video director, I was I was directing action sequences for a, for a faith based film, um, uh, and uh, for Sony. And the director of that said, "John, what's your what's your purpose and the purpose of your work?" And uh, you know, I really couldn't answer the question, and and there and and couldn't stop thinking about it it led to the moment that we're in now and and i would just say there's no there's no vocationally when you can hone a skill and then do it for a purpose bigger than yourself mm. uh, uh there is no, nothing more fun um and so uh, i would say i would say get in the game if uh if if you feel that uh if you feel that call and um it will take longer than you think it's hard but uh, but it's <laughs> worth it. and uh and, and my hope is to is to be a part of that.